We don't do that here. Evening, guys. Oh, well, well, well. Uh, sorry, I was just playing Call of Duty with my mates, and I was like, oh, I've got, we've got to record the podcast tonight. Uh, I don't know what time, so I thought I'd just message you and see him. Yeah, shit. <clears throat> Let's get to it. Yeah. This is the ultimate fucking casual. Who's the ultimate casual? That's me. I don't know shit about MMA. So I brought on two guys who do know, and they're going to learn me up. Before we get started, though, I'm going to give Chief here a chance to get some get some talk on uh, Tank Ryan. Uh, Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia, the boxing match. It's a uh, catchweight 136. And uh, it's kind of a big deal for us over in the boxing world. So cross-pollinate for us. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's got to be the heavy favorite, right? Because you think Garcia has been put down by Luke Campbell, who's not a big hitter at all, and was he's probably a bit smaller than Ryan still. Tang had hit a lot harder than him. So you've got to think, can Ryan win the rounds, survive, and somehow make it 12, and that's his way to victory? But... Other than that, I just see, I see Tanks knocking him out in the maybe the seventh or eighth round. He'll probably be down on the cards at the time round and be winning the rounds. But losing till he wins situation. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's inevitable. I really do. You don't think uh, Ryan Garcia's hand speed's going to play a role here? I think I think it might flush the tank for a round, like 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 with other opponents who've been tricky for Tank. I I don't know if he's. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any guys he's faced with like rapid hand speed. No, but there aren't any. Rowley was quite awkward with him, right? He he fought quite quite oddly. And uh, Santa Cruz, you know, he presented some challenge. I suppose Santa Cruz has got fairly fast hands, but not like Ryan's. No, not at all. And Santa Cruz doesn't have the same kind of power that Ryan Garcia has. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, Ryan does made... have power, but does does he have like? flatline KO power like Tank has. I'm not so sure. Well, RGF made the point the other night on B-Sides that has Tank fought anyone with Ryan Garcia's pop? Like, anywhere remotely close to that? And I don't I don't think so. I think that's worth considering as well. Is Garcia flatline power? Maybe not. Relative to Tank especially, but he's he's got some decent one-hit quit type of power. Like, that left hook of his is pretty sick. I mean, you look at how he stopped Campbell, right? That was quite brutal. He stopped him with a body shot, if I remember rightly. Yeah. With a barrage of body shots. I mean, Isaac Cruz hits fairly... He doesn't hit, he doesn't hit anywhere near as hard as Probably Ryan Garcia no, does. No. But I think he might be... Uh, maybe Barrios hits quite hard because he was a lot bigger when Tank fought him. But In fact, actually, Gamboa. You think maybe Gamboa might be Not the at that stage of his career. Yeah. Not who, who in that fight, at least. Yeah. Who do you think would be Tank's biggest puncher then that he's faced until this point? I would say it's Barrios, but even then, his it's just a different kind of power, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because he's bigger. Because yeah. It's, it's bigger, but he's also not nearly as fast. And I think Ryan, when he actually lines up his shot, I mean, he hits far more accurately than, than Barrios does. Mm. Even if he does leave his chin wide open when he does throw his shots. It's like, he's hitting you right where you want to hit someone. 
Yeah, he's he's precise. I think I think that's a good attribute you could give to Ryan. He's uh he's extremely good at what uh, at bringing people onto shots as well. Um, let's uh, get to the outline here. We gotta not lose the MMA guys. They're probably turning it off already. <laughs> um, if you want to listen to more boxing talk, uh, we have B-sides like Nathan mentioned. Also, if you want Spanish, we have Boxing in Espanol. I do that with our buddy Asus. Okay, Saturday, March 4th, UFC 285, The Legend Returns. Uh, let's go from the bottom of the card up. No, fan service. John Jones first. <laughs> so this was a sub one. I think you guys were telling me that uh, Cyril Gan is a decent, pretty decent striker. Am I correct yeah. in that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, what happened here? I'm gonna let. I want a uh, chief to go first because we had a pretty good laugh at uh, Francis's expense last night on B sides. <laughs> so, uh, chief, kick it off for me. What happened here? It's funny because uh, RGF from B sides. I said to him that I said that Jones would be able to outstrike uh, Garmin. He sort of he sort of laughing at me saying he'd no way be able to, but Jones just took the center of the cage and he marched Cyril down. He showed no respect for him whatsoever. Completely disregarded his skills. Just got close to him. As soon as. Uh, as, as, as soon as he made a mistake, Cyril Jones jumped in, you know, started, he initiated a wrestling exchange and from there took him down so easily. And he just melted through his guard. He melted through him. It, it was like a, it almost looked like a white belt versus a black belt. That's almost how easy it was for John Jones, this fight. So with, with that part that you just mentioned about him, no respect, walking him down and like really heavy come forward pressure. Uh, not yeah. just recently, um, heavyweight boxer Tony Yoka fucking collapsed like a wet tissue. So, what is this? Like, what's the? Is this like a common theme, Nathan? Is this like a French thing? Like, do do they need to put more protein into the bag the baguettes or what? What's going on? See, I I have no idea because when Gon fought Francis, he fought with nerves of steel. Like, yeah. He, st he stood in front of the best, uh, or at least one of the strongest punchers we've ever seen uh, in any combat sport. And you mean he, Nganu, he was taking right? it to him. Yeah, yeah, okay. Nganu. Yeah, he was he was taking it to him. But in this fight, I mean, I mean, he had nothing for Jones, and I think that just speaks to maybe the transcendence of Jones's talent. That, like, even in the preview last episode, I was talking about how this could be his his most difficult opponent yeah anyway. you did and he, he <laughs> ran through him and i think that just it doesn't make sense on paper right because jones has been off so long you know looking kind of soft in the weigh-ins you know can he keep up with the evolution of the sport and it's like he's just gotten better and he's he's still just as composed as he's always been he's still a killer and it's like I, I don't i don't know who touches him in this division you know like I, I really doubt, like, I think we'll get into this talk later, but, I mean, Stipe is going to be next, and I, I don't know, outside of, even even him is like... He's a little older, right? Yeah, he, he's he's not fought since Nganu, and he's coming up on 40. He's like, might be 38, 39 at this point. Yikes. So, but yeah, I just think it speaks to the, <laughs> the greatness of Jones that he was able to do gone like that so quickly. I mean... I don't know what else you can say, honestly. Chief, is that a fair assessment that like John Jones 
transcends and maybe the spotlight was a little too bright for Gunn? I don't think it was too bright for Gunn. I, th I think Jones came back and he proved that even though he's had the two years off, he has been training, he's been improving, and he looked he looked the he looked better than you, you know, he just he looked just as good if not better than he's ever looked. And he didn't seem rusty to me. <sighs> no a ring rust wasn't a thing for him whatsoever. Not not at all. He was uh, he was speaking to the media during the week and he was saying in a few of the interviews that he really felt strongly that this was gonna be a mismatch. And it's, it's kinda of telling that he sort of, <laughs> you know, he really foresaw that and it yeah, didn't happen, silenced it? the doubters. It, it, yeah, it was a stunning comeback from him. It really was from the from the two years off or whatever it was, and from especially from the last three fights he'd had a light heavyweight, he arguably lost the last two fights he had because they both went to the decision. The Reyes fight especially, but I think you can make an argument for the Santos fight. But he came back and he just silenced all that up. He, he's back and he's he's at his best. Oh, well, speaking of at their best, and who wasn't, this is the little thing, we uh, we talked this one, talked to, we shopped this one, and uh, this is the name we came up with, we want to start dishing out, bestowing the Dojo Dunce Cap, and the Dojo <laughs> Dunce Cap award, the, the inaugural, goes to Alexa Grasso, because she fucking forgot that she's just supposed to let Shevchenko beat her ass. She completely forgot. She did not read the script. Absolutely, like unprofessional of Grasso. Um, I think we, I think we were well, both of you were telling me that like Shevchenko is the boss of women's MMA, women's striking specifically. And yeah, those spinning back kicks were <laughs> were her undoing. Like what, the, um, Nathan? Break this one down for me. Like how? What? What do you think Shevchenko did or didn't do? Did she overlook Grasso or what's up? Um, I don't know. I think maybe her time in the sun is is coming to a close here because even in the early goings, like she didn't look like she wanted to strike with Grasso, which I thought was shocking. Like she was get uh, Grasso was getting the best of her early, and I was like, I've never seen her get outstruck. Like period. I've, I've never seen her get into a situation where she was like, yeah, I'm not going to strike with this person anymore. So I thought that was, uh, I mean. The, the improvement Gross has made in such a short amount of time is pretty impressive. And then the, just the composure to hang in all the way to the end and just as soon as she saw her opening, just jump on her like that. I mean, wow. I don't see her losing that belt in this rematch. I'll just kind of jump to my rematch prediction here. Uh, I think Gross is holding on to the belt. Um, I, don't, I think Shevchenko is actually toast here. And that's not – that's in part because her opponent has – gained so much in such a short amount of time I feel like she's gonna she still has room for improvement on what she just did here so unfortunately I think that this might be it for her after we just sung her praises uh, last episode but this, this was shocking this is one of the probably one of the biggest upsets I've, I've ever seen in MMA Chief concurrence yeah didn't we say last podcast that like it's gonna be a case of Shevchenko will get old overnight one night, but we don't think it's that time yet, and she's probably just going to style on her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it kind of happened. Yeah, it kind of happened. She kind of looked old overnight, didn't she? She just looked. Maybe she had a bad weight cut, or. I'm not making excuses for her now, because I'm such a big fan, but she just looked off, didn't she? Like you say, Nathan, you're right. 
where she's meant to excel in the striking exchanges. She didn't look game for it at all, did she? No, but I think part partly of that is that Grosso took it to her. So it wasn't just, oh, she aged out and she's got nothing left, right? I think she still beats most people in this division, but I think Grosso has improved her game so significantly at the wrong time. Shevchenko just takes a half step back and that's too much. You can't deal with it anymore. Has Shevchenko Perfect fought somebody good. with this that has come come at her like this? Yeah. Nunes, right? She's fought her before, hasn't she, Nathan, and lost to her, I think. Yeah, that was several years ago. Yeah. Was that that was a decision, wasn't it? Yes, yeah it was because Valentina like strongly contested that she thought she'd won that fight. I remember. So she Five lost a, to a pressure fighter. She she lost to the the women's girl yeah. the girl who's like two division champ, absolute monster. The division above. Amanda she, Nunes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know that name. Beast. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, Grasso, maybe take that uh Take that dunce cap and sit in the corner and think about what you did. Okay, moving down. Uh, Shavkat Rachmanov. We talked about this one as, like, Jeff Neal kind of being one of that, like, perennial contender. Uh, maybe a strong strong test, strong B-side kind of guy that you bring in for, you know, a guy like Rachmanov who nobody necessarily wants to fight. I didn't watch this, so I'm not entirely sure how this played out. That was a great well, fight. Jeff Neal brought the fire, and Shavkat had to walk through it to win, didn't he, Nathan? He really <clears> did. Yeah, Neal comported himself a lot better than I thought he was capable. Like, he, he fought like his crew was on the line. Yeah, um, kind of Shavkat is, isn't it? Is, yeah, it was. He's been on a slide. He's kind of at the point of falling out of contention. But I think he, even though he lost, he kind of did save himself here because... That was by far Shavkat, the hardest fight he's ever had. Even though at the end he sort of took control of it and, you know, got the job done. I mean, he he had to eat a lot of shots there. It kind of got to a point where he took a shot, and I don't know if you like it, it sort of not woke him up to the fact that he could lose the fight. But I think I think it sort of, I think he, he took a couple of shots in the last round, maybe in the round before, and he sort of thought, I've got to close the show now, because mm -hmm. if I eat any more of these... Maybe I'm not winning this. I don't know if you saw Leo, his face at the end. I mean, Shavkat looked like he'd... Jeff Neal looked kind of okay. I mean, he'd been in a fight, but Shavkat's face was... Yeah, Is that the one that you were sending his... photos of? I don't think I sent a photo. No, no, that was... Uh... Oh, I don't remember. Jan? Uh, yeah, that yeah, was, it was Jan. Jan. It was Jan. Yeah, yeah, it was Jan. From the weekend. But yeah, <laughs> surprise fight, Jeff Neal. He, uh, he really did fight for his life and his career. And he's definitely going to get a new contract on the back of that. Yeah, definitely. victory and defeat. Yeah, oh yeah, stock went up for sure. I think both guys' stocks went up at the end of the yeah. day because Shavkat showed he, he's he got that extra gear that's going to make him a, a real title contender. And he I think he showed that more than he has before. He can face adversity. We've seen he can face adversity now and come through it, which is sometimes that can be sort of a big test in MMA can a guy sort of weather shots or a lot of wrestling exchanges and come through it the next round to win and Chavskat's shown that he can do that I don't, I don't know how you feel there I feel like he's definitely going to be trying to put one somebody at some point I think so as well he, he's got the skills to do it he's got the striking he's got the the ground game 
I think it's just a matter of time and a matter of matchup. So, speaking of bright futures, huh, Bo Nickel, this was his UFC debut, and he submits Jamie Pickett. You guys were telling me that Bo Nickel is a highly touted prospect? Yeah. Was, he, this, um, was this a good debut? About a clean debut as you could ask for. He, he ran through him in, what, 30, 45 seconds or something Jesus. like that? Yeah. Was it that quick? One the, it's one of them where we don't really we don't really learn a whole lot. Oh, you know, like yeah. it sits over so quick. You know, we don't really. But impressive, pick, impressive showing for sure. I mean, I, he's expected to melt through a guy like Jamie Pickett. Don't don't get me wrong. He's but, a jobber. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, he's definitely a jobber. Yeah, it wasn't quite forty-five seconds. It was a couple minutes. But I mean, I feel like very early in that fight, you realize like Pickett's about to get run over. I feel like yeah. he had him on the ground very quickly. I think Pickett put up a good fight for those two minutes, maybe, on the ground. <laughs> it was inevitable, the end that was coming. Uh, anything more on UFC 285 before we move it down? This was, I, I don't know, if on the, the gambling front, this was a card where every single favourite won, apart from Alexa. Alexa Grasso was the only one that upset the uh, favourite side of the betting odds. Every single favorite one except for her. She broke all the parlays. If you'd bet on all the favorites, yeah, she yeah. broke your parlay. Let's move it along to Friday, March 10th. This was in San Jose, California. Bellator 292. I'm just gonna call him Usman, because that's a. That's a <laughs> do, do you want us to say it for you? Norma Gomedov. Norma Gomedov. Norma Gomedov. All right. Usman, <laughs> submission one yeah. <laughs> over Benson Henderson. Now, this guy, from what, like, the Bellator promotion on uh, Showtime and all that? Yeah, that he's a longtime veteran of the wars. He's been in a lot of awesome fights. And um, I'm guessing he had spent some time in UFC and then moved down to Bellator. Is that a... Is that yeah, right? Yeah, he was, he, was, he was champion in the UFC. He, he was... He, he, I think he had the most defenses for quite a while as well at lightweight. He was, um, yeah, he was, he was an awesome fighter in the UFC. Yeah, great champion. And he's had like a forty-fight MMA career at this point, something insane like that. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been going since like the mid-noughties. I think, I think his first day, his debut was in like two thousand five or something like that. Woof. Good career. Is Usman someone to keep an eye on? Oh, for sure. How does he hang with um, the UFC lightweights? That's hard to say at this point, but I think for as long as he's in Bellator, I think he has a really good chance to succeed. And I think we may need a couple more fights to really assess how he stacks up against the other elites. But, I mean, his grappling, it's already very, very high level. And we know that style is extremely effective, even in the UFC at the highest levels. So I think he's definitely worth keeping an eye on. I don't think he's as good... He's as good as Islam or Khabib was, but I definitely think he's got a very high skill set. His striking, I think, could still use quite a bit of work, but his his grappling and his ground game, like like Nathan said, that that style is it, it's almost like a cheat card. There's not many people that we've seen find a way to win around it. It's just whether uh, Bellator have got some other good guys at lightweight to throw at him. Ha ha! Chief with the segue. The co-main was Tofik Musayev versus uh, Alexander Shabli, and I believe this was like the the final 
for their Grand Prix thing, and that yeah. set up a fight with now Usman, if I'm not mistaken. Alex this one, didn't he? He's um, some of a body kick, right? Third round. It was, yeah. Uh, it was he was he was wailing on him for the first day of the few rounds. Um, well, for the first three rounds, and. I, I don't want to say it was a matter of time before um, Tufik gave in to the storm, but Alexander was hitting him with some heavy shots quite often, and it did feel inevitable that at some point he would stop him, and he did get the stoppage. So praise to uh, Alexander, and uh, boy, let's hope he gets that wrestling down for his uh, match with Usman, because that's going to be a hard night's work. Valentin Moldavsky stops Linton Vassal. Are these guys worth talking about more than just the result? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think these are ever uh, going to be challenging for high honours, to be honest. Same with Michael Page versus but, so Michael Michael Page is... Uh, or notable. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think at one point Page was considered, he may still be considered in the upper echelon as far as like most precise and hardest hitting strikers. And then he's been on a bit of a skid recently, but just the fact he came back at, right back out and got a quick, quick victory, I think that bodes well for him if he wants to continue fighting. Tough guys as Michael Venom Page recently as well. He's fought like the top guys, he's, so he's he's only lost to the elite. He's got he's got a very peculiar style, um, Leo. It's like it's I don't think I've ever seen another fighter like him. The way he like the way he moves, it's very. It's almost like dancing, isn't it, to some degree? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say, Nathan? It's, it's, it's quite like odd. It's like he's skating around the, the ring in a way. <laughs> yeah. So, also, he he's, he did, he lost her, he lost his last fight, but it was a decision split. And before that, he'd beaten, um, just look at, I've pulled up his record, he'd beaten Douglas Lima, who is a killer in that weight division. He's one of the best guys. Dr. Cold. Yeah, yeah, it was up culture, right? I remember that kit, and um, Derek Anderson as well. Doctor Stoppage, apparently. <laughs> Reference to Conor McGregor there. Yeah, so he's he's a he's a great fighter, Venom. He's entertaining. He's got a flashy style. It's fan friendly. He'll he'll probably challenge for the belt again soon, I imagine. Cool. So I'll keep an eye on him. Same day, this one happened in the morning. Oh, that's all I know. One fighting championship had their like fight night series in uh, Thailand. Could not find any more information. It, <laughs> same thing with this uh, PFL light heavyweight challenger, challenger series. All I could find was where it's happening. And like, I was spending time trying to find more information. Then I just kind of looked up and like, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> Nobody fucking cares about these people. No, not even I. I. I love watching fights, and not even I watch the PFL. Yeah. I mean, if they if they do sign Francis, I'll be watching the PFL, but only for his fights. It's a pretty dark day if you find me watching PFL. So. <laughs> Is it that bad? Uh, it's pretty low. It's, it's that's where Clarissa Shields wins, isn't it? Would you say it's below one? I, I think it definitely, is below, yeah, isn't it? yeah. One yeah. one has got some real killers in there scattered about. I don't think PFL has anyone notable. Is PFL Clarissa Shields? Is that where she lost? Yeah, that is where she, that is where. She, well, she's lost one and she's won two, I believe, at PFL. Oof. I know who PFL have got. They signed a deal with um, Jake Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna bring he's that gonna, up. 
He's going to do fights, apparently. Well, let's see how that goes now that he's got he got clowned on by Tommy. <laughs> clowned on's a strong... That's a well, strong I, I, way well, to put it. He, wait, he, he talks a lot of smack before the fight, so he's going to do this and he's going to do that, and for most of the fight, Tommy dictated it. True. Sort of did what he yeah, wanted. That's fair. But... <laughs> All right. Oh. UFC <sighs> Fight Night, March 11th. What? Um, I didn't... What a fight. What Jesus a fight up. this was. With uh, Peter Young? Yeah. I, th I think we, 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 we can talk about this fight as well. And, and maybe, you know, we will after. But I think what might be more interesting is to discuss Peter Young's current career state and how he's got to where he is now. The factors that have been involved in that and what's next for him. Because you re rewind the clock a year... And he's he's the most feared guy at bantamweight, and everybody agrees he's a killer. And you look at him now; he's just faced like the best four, three, four guys in a row, and lost to all of them. It's that's quite a yeah. Scared. One of them was an extremely controversial decision, where again, like we we discussed about the unified scoring, I think, on the first episode, the unified rules. In the scoring for that fight, the, I'm I'm referring for the listeners. It's the Sean O'Malley Peter Yan fight. The judges seem to value certain things a lot weighted higher than others. I don't know how you feel, Nathan, but I, I felt like Peter Yan probably won that fight against O'Malley. Yeah, I don't know. I That's a hard one to score. I think if I went it's back tough. and watched it again today, I think I might have given the nod to O'Malley just because Yan's most successful moments were his takedowns, I thought. And when he secured those takedowns, he didn't really, well, he wasn't able to do much of anything with O'Malley on the ground. And every time they stood back up, I thought O'Malley was getting the bigger shots in. And Jan just wasn't able to. Jan was revered for his boxing for a really good time. He's probably one of the better pure boxers in in the UFC. But, I mean, there's, we're starting to see the limitations of that. Not just with the O'Malley fight, but especially with this one. This one was like, man, he had nothing from Rob. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Jan's fallen off a... He's about to fall off a cliff, I think. I think he's going to get another break in the rankings. He was number two, and he lost to the number 11 guy in Sean O'Malley. That was what he was ranked at the time. And if it wasn't Sean O'Malley, he would have dropped way far in the rankings. But he caught a break, and he only dropped to two. And But now he just got wiped out. So I think he's going to fall to the bottom of the top 10 if I had to guess and I'm not confident in him against anyone in the top 6 or 7 of this division now I mean what did you think Chief I mean I, his did he look like he wanted to be in there because I was kind of questioning whether he had the will to keep fighting after the second round he, I, I don't say this lightly he looked like a defeated man and I, I don't mean that in the context of he lost the fight or anything I mean it in the context of his soul was defeated if you know what I mean he just he didn't did he put everything into his shots was he was he trying to do everything he could I I, 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 que I question his I, I, do you know what I was thinking at the time I was thinking maybe has his love for the sport sort of waned because he feel like he got a bad he got a bad roll with the Sterling thing with the knee. And then Sean gets the nod over him. In a, Even though you say you would score it for Sean, it was a, it was a very controversial decision at the time. Um, sure. 
he, that's happened. So he's in, you know he's gone from being the champ basically, or he should have been champ, to now he's like you say probably at the bottom of the rankings, and now he just he got mauled by a better animal than him, didn't he? Really, it's only a way to put it. Merab was just better everywhere, and yeah. he looks it, like it, a problem. I don't think there's any shame necessarily losing to Merab. I think Merab's no. a real contender, but getting completely wiped out i mean i think all the scorecards were like 50 45. Wow. Yeah. it's like you can't you can't do that no, against another contender and still be cannot. taken seriously r.i.p piotr jan it was nice nice while we knew you he was he, he do you remember he was revered like he was thought of as like one of the killers wasn't he in like yeah. the divisions like that was my assessment of him yeah i mean yeah. you look you look at the first sterling fight he looks like a completely different guy yeah compared to his last three fights the mighty have fallen. Yeah. It, that's the exciting thing about this sport. The, it moves the, quick. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. The chaff gets uh, reaped out pretty quick. Yeah, it seems to move a little quicker than boxing does. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. A little bit more physically taxing. The heavyweight fight, uh, Alexander Volkov stops Alexander Romanov. Are the, were these um, just contenders fighting for ranking or what's up i'd like to congratulate alexander volkov on receiving his uh future beating from john jones <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing he wins in this fight is maybe in two or three fights he'll get whipped by jones that's about all that i have for this fight <laughs> yeah volkov's basically fighting for to be in the top five rankings Volk the thing is, Volkov's already been beat by like all the other good heavyweights. Like Derek Lewis flatlined him, and Derek Lewis is already bottom of the pile now in terms of contenders. So Ouch. that was the on, "My Balls Are Hot" video or interview. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I heard about that. God bless Derek Lewis. Do you know you said about Jones earlier? And uh, sorry, I don't mean to come back like curtail back to it, but. You know, we, we were saying about uh, Gam potentially being his toughest fight, and Stipe is next. I look at Stipe and I go, if his chin's still there, which, you know, he only took that one big KO from um, Nganu, you know, a year or so ago, whenever it was. I think Miocic is a problem for Jones. He's a similar sort of size to him. He might not have the reach, but he's a similar sort of size. He boxes quite well at heavyweight, and his, his wrestling's okay. I mean, on the ground, he's not the best in the world but I, th I think Stipe can I think he goes rounds with Jones definitely uh, Leo have you seen much from Stipe have you watched many of his fights I think I've seen one but I don't remember who it was definitely take oh. a look at his two Nganu fights and his trilogy with uh, DC because I think he'll give you a really good primer for what to expect versus Jones okay and man I'm a, I'm a Stipe fan I want him to be a problem for Jones but the issue I see is that Jones just got, he's way more versatile. And, you know, Stipe will hold his own. And he's, I don't think he's going to get wiped out like Gon was. Like Chief was saying, he's got really good boxing for heavyweight. And he's got hes got solid wrestling. So, you know, he presents problems. And he's pretty good at adjusting. He's pretty good at, you know, if he's losing a fight, he's cognizant of it. And he makes adjustments really well. But I you feel like... Body shots the big mm -hmm. example, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, one of the best mid-fight adjustments ever in a fight but i think you know jones is gonna he's got way more unorthodox stuff he could whip out that i don't think stipe would know how to deal with it 
by the time he adapts to the first thing, Jones has already moved on, and he's he's found a new opening. I want to root for him, but I, I just, I don't know. I think it's an unfortunate night for Stipe. All right. That was uh, one of our outro topics, um, which, fuck it, let's oh, just, oh. Let's just, <laughs> Sorry, let's just go uh, with it. No, let's go with it. Uh, Jones versus Ganu. Is that anything interesting? So, hmm. Like, like Nathan's just said about the Stipe fight, Jones's uh, tool set, his, his Swiss Army knife has got so many different attachments on it. He can, you know, he, he can he can bring out a kickboxing style. He can bring out a Muay Thai style. He can he, he can box with you. He can take you down. He he, he he can really you know slip through guard and submit you. Francis only really has power. Like if Ross, I know he showcased some wrestling in the Gan fight, but his wrestling is nowhere near Jones's level. Right. Francis has got truck power. And Jones didn't really even hit, with his hands, I mean, Francis. Jones didn't really hit hard even at light heavyweight. So I don't expect to see him knocking anybody out at a heavyweight with his hands. Yeah, I mean, but Nganu has that same X factor as Wilder does in boxing. There's so much respect you have to give him. Just the feints he throws, you have to give it a wide berth because you can't take one shot from the guy. And I think the improvements. You know, I don't. I don't really rate Ganu's wrestling that highly, but he's so athletic and he's so explosive. Like if you just do the bare minimum, if you just get your basics right, and he shoots a double leg on you, it's like how do you, how do you break out of that? <laughs> he's so strong. So I think that makes a Jones fight. It's like yeah, Jones is better in every technical aspect, but Francis, from round one to round five, has a chance of ending the fight at any moment, in my opinion. So that makes it really, really like it's a 50-50 fight, in my opinion. You're on, you're on the edge of your seat watching it because mm-hmm. at any moment Francis could land that shot, but at the same time, at any moment Jones can make an adjustment mid-fight or a read, and he can he can put you into a trap and get you. It is a fascinating fight, and like, like you say, it is like the Wilder X factor. You, it really is like a a cheat card. Well. Speaking of Deontay Wilder, we talked about this one pretty extensively on B-Sides, but Chief, I wanted to get your take on this. Francis Ngannou is allegedly in talks with Deontay Wilder for a boxing match. Hasn't, hasn't Hearn said that AJ's been in talks with yeah, him uh, too. Nada as well? It, I feel like the most likely outcome, I, I mean, I did, I still do. I don't mean to go into the Fury stuff, but I still don't think Fury fights Usyk. And I think Fury and Garner is much likely to happen than Fury said. If Francis is it let's let's say he is in talks with Wilder, right? That is King Kong versus Godzilla in terms of two Goliaths getting in there with power that is next universe level compared to us mere mortals. And that is that is a don't blink fight. As soon as the bell goes you've got to be glued to a TV screen. Yeah, can't miss a second of it. Nathan, you said um, he probably goes out in the first round. First person to land a shot gets the win. Yeah, I think it's very, very early. If not the first round, it's like maybe second or third round. Like yeah, just it's an early as soon night. as as soon as someone really tries to let their hands go, which I think it would be Wilder. I think Wilder I was... schools him. So I was uh, sorry. In terms of a boxing, in terms of a boxing fight, Francis is striking MMA. I think even he would describe it as sloppy. He swings extremely wildly, 
and if I don't see him turning into a slick boxer in this time frame. So Deontay will have his way with him for sure in the f- inside the first two, I think. While the yeah. wins back here, you don't yeah, think he carries would... him? Nah. No. Well, maybe for the... give the fans a show. Maybe for the show or something. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, but I... Wilder will win, or oh. he, he should win. I'll write up a script I... to send them. <laughs> <laughs> I I do want to add. I sent Leo the uh, Overeem knockout because he had not seen that. Oh the other shit! Night. Oh and, uh, wow! I, it kind of that kind of got me on the whole Nganu knockout highlight reel. And one thing I noticed is that so few of his knockouts come at like long range. He's always just like sprinting toward the guy swinging, and yeah. he catches him. It's all inside. Whereas Wilder, he he tends to like step in from mid or wrong, long range and catch you like that. And I feel like that's going to really get exposed for Nganu if they ever fight a boxing ring. Because Francis is just going to charge at him and Wilder's just going to he's just gonna back up and get on his bike. And then as soon as Francis slows down, I think he'll step into it, his punch. and Or look at I mean, Helenius. Helenius oh yeah, yeah. charged he'll, in. He'll walk, and... he'll walk straight into a right hand or something. Yep. Okay, let's get uh, Nikita Krylov. This one was re- uh, rescheduled, right? Krylov versus mm-hmm. Span, and this was a rematch. Is this worth discussing, or should we jump into previews? This isn't worth discussing this far. Light heavyweight is a dead division at the moment. It's a number. Yeah. Briefly, I will say it's kind of impressive that Krylov won, considering he was the one who fell ill and got the fight rescheduled. Yeah. I think yeah, that, that's is, true. that is kind of cool, but that's about the only thing worth mentioning on that fight. All right, previews. Um, on the 17th, that's tomorrow, is uh, one Friday Friday night fights. This is uh, the Muay Thai champion at 155 versus the uh, the Thai challenger. This one's in, you know, this is in Bangkok. On March 18th, we have UFC 286. This one is in London. Uh, from the bottom up, we have Marvin Vettori versus Roman Dolice. Uh, Joanne Wood versus Luana Caroline, Justin. Well, okay, yes. Gaethje. Gaethje. That was close to what I was thinking, but not quite. Uh, Rafael Fiziev and Leon Edwards, the champ versus Kamaru's. Wait. Snoozman. That's that, right. Is that? That's not his name. It's not Snoozman. Uh, what? What is his? It's a name bestowed to him by Colby Covington. So okay. it's actually the official name, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, Usman, Usman, right? Isn't that his name? Usman. Usman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards. Um, let's go bottom up, uh, just to get the uh, get the good stuff at the end. Vittoria wins that for me. Is it easy, or well, like, how, where where are these guys on the landscape, or like the ladder, I guess? Vittoria's still is he, he's probably top five still. I think I think the leads is fresh in the rankings is he, or is he even ranked yet that's a good question I've, I've not seen Delidze fight so. so this is his high it's profile his, card debut. yeah 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 definitely this is his uh, yeah he's coming out so he's, he's he's beat a few guys or he's beat a few big names he probably is ranked but uh, Vittori I imagine is still in the top five I think Vittori gets it done he's got slick boxing and he's got power as well and saying that, I've never seen Delizia fight some maybe Delizia head kicks into oblivion, but I'll back Vittori. Nathan? 
I think I'll back Vittori as well, but uh, this is a fight where where Roman will uh, he's got a chance to get straight into the rankings and be you know maybe first or second line for a title shot here. You know, Vittori's yeah. probably sitting around number four or number five, and I don't think he's ever going to move up any further than that unless someone loses ahead of him. But you know, Roman can make some waves here, and he's uh, he's on a three fight KO streak, so. We'll see. I think Vittori probably weathers it. He's he's a smart veteran, but I don't know. Put this one on potential upset alert for me. Joanne Wood versus Luana Caroline. Nathan, kick me off here. I'm sorry. I'm just as much of a casual about this fight as you are. <laughs> I mean, uh, how do they, I like, are they in the same one. tier as uh, Grasso, Shevchenko situation? or Same division. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Like, are they comparable in skill or ability? No, I think these are... Well, you, given they're on this high on the main card, they must be in the top ten, you'd think. So maybe this will be a fight to see who challenges next, maybe. It's that division flyweight. It's a bit of a revolving door of sort of talent. Like, girls that like go up and go down, it doesn't, doesn't really seem to change a whole lot. Now and, that I'm thinking on it... Uh, the numbers that I have next to the names, those are their yeah. rankings on the UFC site. So if I didn't, if they don't have a number, I didn't, I wasn't able to find one. Maybe worth mentioning, Joanna Woods on a three-fight losing streak, and her last loss was to Grosso. Okay. She got submitted in the first round. Uh, on that information, I'm going to back Luana. <laughs> <laughs> and look what we, we did that last time. We all went, we went all in on uh, Shevchenko, and look what happened. That's my girl. So Luana's going to spinning back kick and miss, and it's going to be this whole thing. All right, Justin uh, Gaethje, versus, he's the number three contender versus Rafael Fiziev, number six contender at 155. Ooh, this is going to be chaos this fight, Nathan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, buckle your seatbelts. This is the fight of the night right here. This is yeah. the, this is the one know. to watch? Oh, oh yeah. my God. Ga Gaethje can take a shot like you wouldn't believe, and he gives shots. And his leg kicks are hellacious. I mean, hellacious. He's got great wrestling as well. I think I think he was all American level, but he basically never uses it in fights. He just uses his boxing. Oh, he's so he's got that in the back pocket. Yeah, he's he's got a bit of the um, Homer Simpson where he'll use his chin as a weapon <laughs> type thing. Yeah. So you know he'll absorb shots and go forward. He's he's box office and Fiziev, to be fair. He's had similar affair in, in other fights. Well, he's had a few banners already where it's been absolute wars and he's come out on top. So, yeah, buckle your seatbelts. Nathan, anything to add on these boys? Uh, just this is a total agreement with Chief. This is easily going to be the fight of the night. It's, I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant to pick a winner here because both guys are so good at striking. It's kind of just like who lands the, the last punch at the end? Like who's... <sighs> Who catches yeah. the other guy just a little bit better than the other? Um, I'm going to go Gaethje, just because we've seen the dog in him, we've seen him come through. I don't think Fiziev has been through the same sort of adversity we've seen Gaethje come through. See, I I think I, I want to go Fiziev. My gut says Fiziev, just because Gaethje's been in so many wars. There's going to be a bill come due for that within his next couple fights, and this might be it. I mean, Fiziev's a monster, so... Pick him, and then uh, only one of us could be right. So <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll roll with disease. Based on what you guys both described, sounds like it's gonna be fireworks. So that's cool. I'm excited for that. 
as far as like who to pick, just from both of you guys making a case for each one, like I probably have to lean towards Fizzyv on this because, like Nathan said, the yeah you're gonna have to pay the bill Still at some point. Through. Yeah, but the thing is that point was so long ago. Like he he took shots in the organization he was in before then he came here and he's still been in absolute wars and we've never really seen him flatline Poria finished him with strikes I think didn't they but mm -hmm. apart from that I mean Poria hits like a truck as well and he boxes sublimely yeah I remember seeing a few of his fights actually and yeah he's pretty good Leon Edwards was mentioned in our in our debut I think we were talking about him in reference to the Ukrainian guy in Bellator, the champion Asimov, I think mm -hmm. it was, and Leon Asimov, Edwards yeah. came up. So am I going to be going to sleep for watching uh, Snoozeman? Well, this ended brutally last time with a, a head kick basically from the gods by, you know, you can kind of call it a lucky kick I think because he's losing all fight and he sort of pulls it out in the last round like near the end. Has Kamaru fallen off? I don't think so. He was winning that entire fight until that happened. Is he the Nigerian kickboxer guy? Yes. Mm -hmm. Nigerian oh, nightmare. I like this guy. I've seen a few of his he's, fights. He's a wrestler as well. He's 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 got great wrestling as well. His stoic demeanor makes him look so fucking mean. Yeah. He's uh he he's paints daggers in video. Yeah, he paints his face at the weigh-ins with the Nigerian flag colours. Very, like white, very cool. White. Yeah, I included the Nigerian yeah. flag on one of the renditions of our logo specifically because of him. I'm, I'm dithering a bit, but I, do you know what? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Usman, even though Edwards is the Brit guy, and I really should pick him. And I do like Leon. I just think Kamaru's gonna win. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. I don't. I'm not ready to say Kamaru's fallen off a cliff yet. There are a couple things in Leon's favor that will make this fight interesting, and those things are that I think more impressive than the knockout was he was the first guy who put Kamara on the ground. No one's ever secured a takedown before, and Leon was able to do it. And not only that, he was able to actually attempt submissions on him. He didn't get super, super close, but we've never seen Kamara in that position. And you have to wonder, with this fight being in the UK and not at high elevation, at, like in Salt Lake City, that's where they fought last time, does Leon have the stamina to attempt that more? Will he use maybe Kamara's hesitance or respect for his striking now to go after the takedown more. Yeah. Um, I think that's really interesting. I'd say keep an eye on that. I don't think he's going to be able to land a shot like he did last time. Just the one leg kick out of nowhere, I think Kamara's going to give him way more respect. And I think he's going to try to make this more of a wrestling match than that last one. I would be surprised if he, if he tried to strike with him. But, you know, Kamara's still really, really good at wrestling. He's, he's such a well-rounded fighter. Any approach he takes, he's going to be fairly good at it. So I think I still have to ride with Usman here. But keep your eye on Leon. To give you the most fucking casual take, I'm riding with my namesake, Edwards in three. Uh, It'd be great if he could do it for the UK. For the UK, <laughs> It'd be great if he does it again. We've got a bunch of shit coming up in a few weeks, but we can get to that another time. So... Final notes, final plugs, time to sell you on all my shit. We've mentioned it plenty of times throughout the episode. B-Sides Boxing is our boxing-heavy podcast. There's a lot of good fights coming up in the next four to six weeks. A lot of great fights. 
So we talk about those at length and we're going to continue to talk about them as they come up. Same thing with our Spanish show, Boxing in Espanol. If you, you know, Spanish is your primary language, go there. If you're taking a shit and you need something to read, Wayside Monthly on lbxentertainment.net is where I publish all my musings on mostly on boxing. I'll, I guess I'll try to put some uh, MMA stuff into there as I start learning a little more. And it, it's going to get to a point where I can't even be the host anymore. We're going to have to bring someone else to be the ultimate casual. <laughs> uh, but questions or comments on what we've talked about or if there's a topic that we didn't address that you would like to hear addressed, you can call 833-589-7637. Um, the country code is plus one for all my international pals. And that's 833-LUXPODS. All right, fellas, parting words. Very quick, may I give a shout out to someone? Of course. My buddy, uh, FieldGuy69, for all any IRS or tax evasion related jokes <laughs> I may make, he is my inspiration. <laughs> and I love him dearly. So, shout out to you, bro. I wouldn't know anything about that, IRS. I'm, uh, I'm full up. Everything's covered and paid and reported. Don't worry about me. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm a good boy over here, too. HMRC aren't on my back at all. No worries. <laughs> I'm not claiming things that I don't turn up. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, I think we had a good chat. A lot of good fights coming up. I'm I'm actually pretty fucking stoked now. I usually don't care about MMA coming up, but like this sounds pretty fun. We've had a good month. Like John Jones, like having two main numbered events in one month is pretty rare. Is it? And uh, yeah, yeah. Usually it's one numbered event a month, pretty much. Ah, okay. Usually it's one. Um, so you typically get 12, you maybe get 13, 14 of like main numbered events here, but typically you get at least 12. But yeah, it is, it is a good time. You know, we had a good chat there as well. I think, I think that was better than the last one, right? Yeah, we'll get, uh, we'll get more comfortable, we'll roll through better. Alright, that's going to do it for us here at The Ultimate Fucking Casual. Um, check out all the shit that I plugged, and thanks for listening. <laughs>